Coming up this week, things are finally looking up for Arctic. A new attraction is coming to nearby Buena Park, and California adventure guests begin soaring around the world. Plus later, Tony visits Tortilla Joe's for brunch. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 585, for the week of June 19th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Aloha, I'm back. <laughs> Mary Jo Mladewili. <laughs> Hello. And Tony Spatel. Go Cavs. There you go. And Michael Bowling has the night off. All right, how's, yeah. how, how, how is everyone? Hot. Hot, yeah, it is getting there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if you're coming here, hydrate <laughs> yeah. and bring electrolyte yeah. stuff. Sport jelly beans, if you've never had them, they're awesome. You can get them at any sporting goods store. And of course, and free ice water. Yes, yeah. free ice water everywhere. I, I highly agree with Nancy. Drink lots of water before you go and during the day. How was, how will get in, in a brief 30, I'm sorry, 23 second synopsis. How was Alani? Oh my <laughs> gosh. It is so beautiful there, and there are so many um, amazing things to do and see around the resort. You should not let that keep you from going out and exploring the island and, and driving up to the North Shore and doing some of the hokey tours things and getting. Two, one. Okay, 23 and seconds. <laughs> Alani was amazing, and my do- and Zoe has literally every single wristband. She collected all of the pool wristbands. Okay. Because you have to, when you go to the pool, you have to go in and check in each day with your room key, and they give you a little band for that day, and they're all different colors. Oh, she has so she has sworn she's going to wear them till school starts. I've seen pictures of her with them. They look really cool. Yeah, they're they're all kinds of like little um oh holographic kind of. Right. You know, they've got colors Pris- prism, with that. Prisms, yeah. Yeah, the prism-type bands. Really, really nice. Very cool. Everyone was wonderful. All the cast members were wonderful. That's all I got to say. Excellent. Gotta say pizza hello. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> gotta say hello to our friends in Mixler. If you want to listen live to us, except for last week, head to Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R.com. Every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Disneyland time, we stream live on Mixler. Uh, if you want links to that, you can find that in our show notes page or on our Facebook page. And of course, the rest of the Dreams, uh, sorry, the rest of the Diz Unplugged family of podcasts, Dreams Unlimited Travel Show on Monday, the Diz Unplugged Orlando podcast on Tuesday, and the Universal Show on Thursday, and of course, Diz Pop on Friday. And then every day, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific is The Daily Fix, your Brief look at what's happening in Disney news for that day. <clears throat> and of course, we are, uh, the, the Orlando show and Michael and I and everyone is continuing our look at, we're celebrating Disneyland for the month of June. Uh, the sh- 
po- the videos that are going up this week are all about attractions. So uh, we do we're doing a segment where we look at what is what's different at Disneyland, what's exclusive to Disneyland. So you're gonna want to check that out um, Monday at YouTube.com/slash DizUnplugged. And of course, we uh, James Unlimited Travel is giving away two vacations. If you want details on that, head to wdwinfocom slash Disneyland. Click on the Celebrating Disneyland logo, and it'll take you right to the page where to give you details of how to enter to win. And we can't win. Of course, we'll have more information on that in a bit, because there's a trivia portion of that that we're helping out with, and so we'll have that trivia question a little later on. Yay. Uh, yay. So, uh, so Soren, I complained to guest services. You about Soren? Yes. Really? I complained to guest relations. I'm <laughs> sorry, good, huh? man. It the distortion on that video is horrible if you are not on center. Oh, really? Okay. It is bad because it's digital, or no? Uh, no, because they. I mean, they we noticed it with the pyramids of Giza. Well, I first know. Well, we don't want to say everything that they have. Yeah, we don't please want to say don't ruin it. I want to know what else they saw. But in one of in one of them, I, I told Nancy, I go, I didn't know that that particular monument was leaning, and she goes, No, I think it's the distortion from the screen. So then wow. we really noticed it in some of the other monuments that they were showing that it was. It's kind of like when you do a panoramic, a really long panoramic, mm-hmm. and how it makes it and curve. it warps it and fish eyes. That's it. yeah. That's kind of the. That's what we. We were seeing in some of them. Now, some of the scenes, we didn't see that, and it's beautiful. And, yes, it does have sense in it, S-C-E-N-T-S, sense, um, that I think people will really enjoy that are different from the original one that we both. But it was very distracting to me to see the the curvature in some of the, what, the sites that we were looking at. So, question, because it's now around the world and you've given away that they're going to monuments, um, I'm thinking to <laughs> well, soaring over. Well, okay, famous landmarks. Okay, well, let's see. It's getting worse, guys. But okay, no, ahead. but it, famous. Okay. Well, what do you expect them to do? How do you? Well, I mean, no, that's about what so city in the, the world you are in if you're not basing it on your famous. Okay, people. that's and all the merchandise has pictures of where you go in it. Okay, so my way, point, including freaking let, Epcot. Let my, yeah, my point is that if you remember the soaring over California, a lot of the stuff was panoramic but not a specific focus like so the golf ball it's the whole golf course so who cares even yosemite there were all the trees around like i'm just thinking based on what you just said that maybe if you if you think the original one didn't a lot of times have a specific location focus at the location you see you you know what i mean like it was more it did i see what you mean but i could be wrong i'm just i'm just wondering they weren't picking a visual focus element. They were picking a group yes, element. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm wondering. No, uh, I mean even in the even in the um, you could see it a little bit even in the um, the there are not as many landscape panoramas as there used to be. And I, I didn't feel you had time to enjoy the landscape. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so when I when when the show first started, I I I loved I loved the locations they picked. I loved some of the um 
the things that we see in 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 the show, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to be vague and still give my own opinion. <laughs> other, you other, can, if you want to see it, you can see it on YouTube. Well, yeah, but it's not the same. And it, it's, No, it's not. But, I mean, if you really desperately want to know what we're talking about. It's also illegal to film it, but, you know. I know. Well, well, illegal, it but doesn't mean rules. it's yeah. not there. Yeah. Per, per, and I purposely didn't film it because of that. I had Tom's yeah. voice in my ears saying, this is <laughs> not saying, I really did. And I said, I'm not going to film this, especially because it's too early and people should really not watch it on YouTube so you can get the full effect when you see the the show. I I would not have watched it on YouTube just so I could enjoy it. But the way it begins is pretty darn spectacular. What I did notice in this one that I didn't really realize in the Soaring Over California is that you can tell some of the CGI elements in this. Some of it looked really natural. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, that's just too coincidental that this is happening also. And then... They're, they use the CGIs as transitions to the next scene. And it worked really well in some. And uh, it, it worked pretty well. I like the transitions. I got very tired. I got very tired of it. And but, I'm not normally like Susie Crank Pants. <laughs> I'm totally not, usually not Susie Crank Pants on attractions. But after the second or third time, it was just annoying. And, and it became really obvious when they were CGIing things. Yeah. It was more obvious this time than it was in the Soaring Over California. Was there any, how, what was CGI in Soaring Over California? Um, the golf the ball. ball. Okay, yeah. And that I was, was pretty much I was told, it. I was told that the hand gliders at Yosemite, that was CGI. That's what okay. I was told. Okay. Oh, maybe they can't hand glide in that area. Well, they can I mean, because I've seen hand gliding over there. Okay. But I was told it was CGI and... For the, and it was, I, I certainly couldn't tell. It was CGI'd in a very natural way yeah. where it did not disrupt. It was not meant to disrupt or transition. It was meant to enhance. Everything CGI'd in this either is meant to be a focal point or a transition. Your eye is meant to go away from the natural beauty to what's happening in that CGI element. Having said that, it's a pretty cool movie. Having having said that, I know that we're kind of, you know, we maybe we're just because we were expecting, I don't know if we were expecting more or, or what. I know we're being kind of critical about it. I would definitely see it again, but I'm going to ask for the center section not a side section because the center section you see everything fine it's the side sections that you see things distorted and i think if nancy and i had seen things from the center um we would have had a different experience than than what yes very much so and the cast members i talked to throughout the day after you ditched me like a hot bad (laughs) stop um (laughs) (laughs) they all they all kind of said the same things the ones that said they were in the middle said it was great. In fact, I talked to one gal um, who was actually the guest relations um, official I talked with, and she said that she normally gets really sick on those types of experiences because of the visuals. And she said that when they put her center front, she was not sick. Okay. I I loved some of the visuals in this one. I love that I was... um, not happy that we were losing soaring over California, but 
the scenes that we've seen soaring around the world are really beautiful. And, and there are scenes, some of them I will never see in my life. So seeing them up on the screen like that was fantastic. Now, Mary Jo, I had heard the rumor that they were going to show the wall behind Cars Land. <laughs> and they didn't. And that was kind of disappointing that they didn't bring that, that wall behind Cars Land. Well, you know, there's only so much reality that they'll allow okay, for right. me. So, Obviously, yeah. they didn't. They, I was hoping for a whole gritty, here's the real underworkings, but you know. Yeah, that, that suggestion you gave um, ended the, up, I didn't even direct, make it to the editing. I was going to say, that's the director's cut. I mean, and I, but I suggest that for everything. I've suggested that for every attraction, a dark ride, hotel themes. That I just keep sending it in. I'm hoping eventually I wear them down. And how, how were the lines on this weekend? Um, kind of the lines in California Adventure um, for Soren much more so than over at Disneyland. Disneyland was virtually no, no, no. Empty. I'm, that's what oh. I meant. How was yes, the line for, for Soren? They were long. Early, early. It wasn't bad. Well, we got there at park opening, literally. Yeah. And the line was thirty minutes. Yes, I got there at park opening. Okay. You can laugh all you want. And then, <laughs> and then, um, and we got fast passes. I waited till Nancy, I got there before Nancy, and so I got in line. It was 30 minutes. The line got up to around two hours, I think. Okay. But I think with, okay, so now we have Soaring. Now we have Frozen, which we'll talk about in a second, and Radiator Springs Racers and mid and uh, Midway Mania. They're dispersing the crowds pretty nicely. For the fast passes. For the fast passes across all of them. So um, it's definitely affecting... The fast passes in the morning are lasting longer. When Nancy and I went to the Midway Mania, it was it was what fifteen minutes, Nancy. When at, we first, at first and then yeah, and then it quickly went up to thirty minutes. But um, they hadn't changed over the time, and it was at forty five minutes by the time we walked through. Or remember, you said after we were in the queue about five minutes, you were like, "Oh, it's forty five minutes now." No, that was for the people behind us, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but, but when, still, when we got there, it was thirty minutes, and then it moved up to forty minute, forty five minutes, and um, but we went there after soaring. So, and what we did is we we got in line for soaring. Once we were both there, I ran and I grabbed fast passes for soaring, and then for frozen, and I kind of made a mistake because. When we, when we were there, okay, so I'm talking probably 8.30-ish, 8.45 by now. They were still doing their first show. Now Frozen has four shows instead of three. They, we, I, I heard they're going to go up to five for the summer, but they're up to yeah, four right now. And I heard that those, they, well into the morning, they had fast passes for the different shows. So cool. it's not a rush. And what happened is we weren't able to go on soaring again because the fast pass for soaring was the same time that we had to be in line for frozen. Mm. So we missed the, um, seeing it for a second time. We, cause we wanted to, the first time you're just so wowed by everything, right? So yeah. we really couldn't drink it in. Definitely need to see that again. That's the problem with frozen. It's so, such a long time commitment. It's a good hour. Yeah, because well, no, you more than that. Because I'm sorry, it's, hours. Hours. it's a good hour. It's a good two hours. You're right, Nancy, because they want you to be there an hour before the show in line, and then the show itself is an hour. So that's a two hour commitment. Yeah, for that. And then it's, my understanding, yeah. Well, in the of the day. 
Well, it's shaded in there. I the time went by really quickly. No, but that you're sacrificing a lot of your park time. Yeah, you are. Yeah, now you can always go up there. I think um they say that they close the doors 10 minutes before the show. Let's let's say they close the doors 20 minutes before the show. You don't have to be there an hour. We're there in an hour cuz we want to pick our seats. Right. You can go there, you know, let's say 20 minutes before the show starts and sit towards the back. If you're fine with that, right. then then you don't have to waste all that time. Especially if in you're line. a small party. Correct. Third so. row mezzanine. Do we want to mention that? Third row? <laughs> Was that- oh, yes. Because it, this First and second, you've got that bar. thing in your eyeballs. Yeah, the bar. you, right, you have the bar. So Kelly and I, when we went there, we sat there in the front. And so we kind of ducked, so we looked under the bar. So... Nancy and I went, and I wasn't thinking I was, I said second row, so I ran for the second row, and the bar was right in the middle of everything, so Nancy's right. I still have a mark on my leg from you running to the second row, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I walked with a purpose. I didn't run, because that's not She's violent. Let me put you that way. <laughs> so, so we, I, the third row or back for the mezzanine would be better than sitting upright against the railing, because they're... They're constantly telling you you can't lean into the railing. You can't right. touch the railing. They don't want anybody near the railing. They're really careful about that. So anybody taking a header. <laughs> so, but Nancy, did you want to give your impression of Frozen? I know that um, we we have to talk fast, but oh, um, one thing I was really impressed with. Um, you know, I've collected a lot of Norwegian music from i know from epcot based on epcot you know back in the days when they used to sell like the music in the attraction especially the music they played in the stave church i was really impressed that they actually did um they scored the coronation music to norwegian traditional norwegian church ceremonial music which i thought was very fascinating um i really liked the transitions i really liked their use of video um, and projection to kind of encase the theater, which I thought was nice. Um, I thought the Anna actress was a little over the top for about the first half, but I think she's still finding her legs. She played Anna a little bit more over the top than I was hoping. Um, but, but really, it wasn't bad. I know, right? Me, Miss Cynical, Miss Show Me. I, I posted like a whole little cynical thing on Facebook um, before we saw it. Um, it wasn't bad. I really enjoyed their use of some of the other actors and some of the other character supporting roles. The fact that the mom, um, that the, you know, Anna Nelson's mother is the voice of, um, she does the role of the head troll and fixer upper. Right. Yeah, I think. Didn't we talk? About you know, that? I. Re- I don't think oh, we did. Were- we didn't talk about how they were multiple characters. I don't think. Yeah, I really, I really liked their utilization mm. of their cast. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been out a little bit, but um, I like their utilization of their cast. I I like their entry. You know, their use of coming into the theater. Um, oh, I. It was okay. I definitely would take the girls back to see it. You know, a few scenes, it's a little too soon for me in, in some respects for some personal issues and some theming. Um, I think that I really liked how well done the uh, 
the parents passing sequence was mm-hmm. and then how they brought everyone together like instead of just bringing the whole cast in at the end for like the finale of course in throwing them all on stage i like how they utilize the balconies mm-hmm. to put the parents you know yeah. those who have been honored before up in the balconies and those who have been penalized <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was interestingly ironic but <clears throat> but yeah it was fun and we put a little tutorial on how to open popcorn bags and not get them all over the theater up in we we were we were we were practicing vlogs because we want to vlog more in the parks, and so Mary Jo and I did a little quick you know popcorn vlog. But you know we, we wanted to taste test you know that was kind of trial and taste test and get snacks away from the theater they're cheaper. Oh yeah, they're pretty expensive that's at the what, theater. That's why we went ahead and went over to tro- I went over to Trolley Treats and uh, picked up the Parmesan garlic and the maple bacon popcorns. The sriracha kettle corn looked interesting, too, as well as the Alani honoring uh, kettle corn with alea salt, which is red Hawaiian salt. Um, oh, and if you need to go to the bathroom or something, you get a snowflake, at least in the mezzanine, you get a yellow snowflake pass. <laughs> so you can feel like your own personal special snowflake as you re-enter the lines. I don't know if I want to be a yellow snowflake. I don't want to be a snowflake. All right. <laughs> anyway, it was it was fun, and I I think it's definitely worth doing once. Would I have necessarily done it if this was my only trip to Disneyland? I'm not sure, but it was good, and it's still finding its legs. Cool. All right. Um, into the quick housekeeping. Oh, I got a bunch. <laughs> I, I have one. I just want to remind everybody that the musical theater in Orange County is going to have Beauty and the Beast um, production July 22nd, 23rd, 24th. And then the following weekend, the 29th, 30th, and 31st, Tom will, um, I sent him a link so that he can include it in our show notes. And the cool thing, besides being a Disney Beauty and the Beast, um, the technical director for Frozen is directly affiliated. He and his wife, um, are very involved with the musical theater at Orange County. And typically the cast is made up of, um, has some cast members in it. So um, I highly recommend it. I'm going to be going with my family and I hope to see you guys there too. Cool. Yay. So the um, chalet is gone. Yes. I did some hunting around for Michael. Michael asked me specifically to go take some pictures and it is very, very tree gone. barren and very <laughs> empty. I, I rode Casey really, Jr. just really, to really, see. Truly I rode Casey Jr. just to see what I could see. And they've completely um, scrimmed up the back of that bridge. So you can't get a good look into the area. But if you peek really, really close, you can kind of vaguely see through it a little bit. And it is flatter than a freaking pancake back there. Isn't it weird? It's kind of hard to even tell where the landmarks are, like the island and the train tracks. And it's all yeah. flat. You can, from the... Uh, Except well, behind the Hungry Bear. If you go up to the Hungry yeah. Bear, um, they have some relatively new scrimming up there. And... I don't know if they had the ones along the one wall where they were done. It looks like Tree Life Adventures with little bear cubs hanging out of trees. And then they've redone it and tightened it around the backside of the top level of the Hungry Bear restaurant. But if you 
peek your little cell phone. If you can hold onto your cell phone and kind of slide it around the one edge of the scrim like I did, um, you can see that they're doing some interesting um, terracing leveling right along the back area of the um, of the river. So it's either leveling out the change and transition, or they're getting ready to start, you know, marking out where they're going to do the waterfall. Right. Well, they got the waterfall going through there and the train going through there. Yep. And, yeah. But it's definitely they're grading that. They're definitely terrace grading that le that area back there. I'll put a pic of it up on my Facebook. So that um, sad. Lots and lots of trees gone. It's very sunny. Okay. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll fill in some trees though. Yeah. Oh, but while I was back at Hungry Bear, um, couple I've got a quick housekeeping related to that. Um, if you go back to the Hungry Bear, there's some new and interesting things. Um. First off, you can get a 60th anniversary mine car bucket filled with homestyle chili cheese fries for twelve thirty nine. So the so the bucket that's from Disney World that they've been yes. selling popcorn in. Yes, you can get now, that filled with chili cheese fries. They're now making it a 60th anniversary. Okay, not sure how that it, fits, but okay. It it doesn't, but that's okay, okay too. <laughs> okay. Um, and then a couple other things that look yummy and delicious. Um, they're having a churro funnel cake. Um, I think they've had that cake. at, have they had that at, um, well, they've, they've had that for stage door. Well, they have them at, they have funnel cakes they at stage, stage door, store, yeah. but I didn't see either one of these varieties. There's two of them they're selling at Hungry Bear. Um, the, one of them the is cinnamon sugar, the, the sweet caramel. The true one's been there for a little while. A little right? while. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, this one may be new. Uh, peach cobbler funnel cake. I haven't House heard that. funnel cake. Peaches, streusel crumble, powdered sugar, fluffy whipped cream. Seven forty nine each plus tax. Enjoy your hips. Nice. <laughs> um, the lobster rolls. They're not quite worth the price. They're about halfway, but they're tasty. They're not. Did new. you get them at? Yeah, I know they're not new. I've been waiting three years for one. I finally got my lobster roll. This is because I was by myself. Hmm. This is at Hungry Bear? No, that's Harbor Gallery. No, this right? is at Harbor Gallery coming back from Hungry oh, Bear. okay. And they have a really good... Now, I tried their frozen lemonade that they have there. Theirs is a passion fruit lemonade, frozen lemonade, and it is really good. These new frozen drinks that are popping up all over the parks, you know, like the light side and the dark side and all those, are, you know, some of them are really actually pretty decent. Really actually pretty decent. Way to sell it. All right. <laughs> I know. Well, you know. <laughs> All right. Oh, and Christmas merchandise is starting to come out now too. Oh my. No. Yes. In June. Yes. I was gonna save that for July, but I thought I'd throw it out there because it was so freaking bizarre. <laughs> There's an a, a little Christmas tree to put on your desk with an ear a Mickey Mouse Club ear hat base, and then it has little tiny red ear hat ornaments. Weird. That's crazy. Where was this at? Um, it is at the China Closet. Oh, okay, that makes and that uh, makes they have a whole bunch of, and then they have a. Um, did you know they took the little trash can salt shakers and made those into a line of Christmas ornaments now? Hadn't seen that yet. No. Okay. Yeah, that's new. <coughs> cool. And then there's a weird little line of Nutcracker Christmas ornaments too. And he's super cute. Baby's first Christmas Dumbo ornament. Stop! No more Christmas. 
right. Okay. That was Christmas in June. Yes, thank you. Oh, and um, one more thing. One more. And right next door to Rebus Brothers, there's a new line of Disney princess tiaras with the princesses in, in like, you know, cameo version. You know, Ooh, cameo okay. silhouette. Right. Interesting. So, yeah. So if you have a princessy tiara type, go for it. Cool. Tony, you got any any housekeeping? No. Oh, yeah. The Cleveland Cavaliers are <laughs> NBA world champions. Nice. There you go. What do they play? Oh, NBA, you said? Oh, yes, you guys are killing me here. Just saying. He, t- oh. he told me to ask my wife. What, what yeah, your wife and son were probably watching it, and I missed it. My app crashed. I was really engaged in what you guys were talking about. The app crashed it. literally with like the last 30 seconds, but I found out what happened. So. Oh, something we'll have to cover later, Downtown Disney Summer Celebration. We've, there we've are signs popping up. There are signs popping up now at the restaurants. Oh, okay. Like La Brea Bakery has a braised citrus pork. There you go. All right, cool. All right, um, let's talk about go back to our June event for the Diz, <coughs> and it's time for this week's trivia question. Woo! Woo! Trivia! And again, head to wdwinfo.com/slash. Disneyland. Can we try and guess what it is, what the answer is no, here? No, I'm control. No, I'm personally no. controlling my trivia Tourette's. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Um, and click on celebrating Disneyland to get information about how to enter. Here's this week's question, courtesy Michael Bowling. Disneyland cost an estimated 17 million to construct in 1955. Of course, we all know that. However, this Disneyland favorite cost the same amount to construct as all of Disneyland. A. New Orleans Square in 1966. B. Bear Country in 1972. C. Captain EO in 1986. Or D. Fantasy Fair in 2013. So this Disneyland favorite cost the same amount to construct as all of Disneyland, $17 million. A, New Orleans Square. B, Bear Country. C, Captain EO. D, Fantasy Fair. And as I said, head to www.info.com slash Disneyland for more information on that. All right, it is time for this week's news, besides basketball, Tony. Yes. It was a great game, by the way, it was. It was amazing. And I'm glad it finished just in time for the news. So thank you for... Mm-hmm. That was yeah, perfect. So, our news is that Brainer Park is getting butterflies. Aww. What is? Brainer, Are they nervous? Brainer Park, yes. Can we, can we yes. help them? Construction is starting on a butterfly sanctuary attraction in Buena Park. Aww. So, uh, Ruben Stahl is the guy who's making it. And it's called the Butterfly Palladium in Buena Park. And... He's from Costa Rica and says it will be as authentic an experience as any outside of Costa Rica. I'm recreating Costa Rica in its entirety. That might be a little much, but anyways, <laughs> it's going to be something special. Like, are they going to have a government? Is there going to be, are we going to have an embassy inside the butterfly You'll need sanctuary? Your yeah. yeah. Um, Stahl joined city leaders to break ground on the $25 million butterfly pavilion that expected to open on Beach Boulevard next summer. Inspired by its globe-trotting founder's infatuation with Costa Rica and the Van Dusen Botanical Garden in Vancouver, the city's latest addition to its revamped entertainment corridor will feature sanctuaries for butterflies, hummingbirds, and bees. It will have a 3D theater for watching documentaries and areas for visitors to walk through. 
Gardens Alive with Butterflies. From viewing areas, guests will watch curators and entomologists interact with the insects. Uh, we'll also have the largest jellyfish aquarium in the world. I don't understand Ooh. what this relates to butterflies, but okay. Right. You're going to walk up to this window and feel infinite. Put it all together, and the city's newest attraction promises to draw some 600,000 visitors per year, hopefully. The the way to light up at night, Stahl said of the pavilion, it'll be the most beautiful thing you'll ever see. It'll light up Beach Boulevard. So, to create something that is so special that brings people far and wide, millions of people every year, it's the most amazing thing. And it's going to be 8.7 acres, uh, like the property is. He um, bought it for $2.5 million. The well-known Movie Land sign is expected to stay, so I guess that's where it's going to be. Uh, it's something different we don't have on the Entertainment Corridor, something you don't see anywhere in the area, said Aaron France, assistant to the city manager. It'll be educational, so it'll track a lot of school groups. Everyone will enjoy it. Yeah, it doesn't say the exact location, but then it says the Movie Land. So that's, I guess, why Titanic and Bodies yeah. had to go, because this is coming in? Yeah, I'm guessing. So... Okay. And... Arctic, that behemoth of transit that is used <laughs> speaking by of beautiful, yeah that is used speaking of beautiful things at night yeah that is used by Tom Bell exclusively it's exclusively is my personal uh, yes. train station uh, is supposedly getting some updates but like well things are finishing so it's been a lonesome eighteen months let's read the story word for word no but it's it says it's been a lonesome eighteen months for Roland Foss whose convenience store has been the only food shop open at Anaheim's. <laughs> Behemoth so train true. and bus depot Arctic. I met this one guy who says he's on a disc podcast named Tom, and I see him once in a while, but that's the he only... Came in to buy, <laughs> yeah. He came in to buy water in a box. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But Foss's Mission Market is about to get some company at the Arctic. So Ritter's, a popular steam kettle restaurant, don't know what that is. Anyone know what a steam kettle restaurant is? Hang on, I'm Googling. It's <laughs> set to open the Oyster Bar next month, followed by organic coffee shop, The Lost Bean. For comment, Tom huh. Bell said, I don't drink organic coffee, so I don't know how they're going to make any money. But it's lonely at times that Foss are really excited to have the restaurants open. They'll be the first dining establishments to open since it debuted in late 2014. Now, what's funny, Tom, is when we went there, it was all about the food. It was all about the food. They were signed. And then, okay, and what then, was it again? A steam what restaurant? A steam, steam kettle. 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 So, um... Yeah, they had all the signs up, and then six months later, the signs disappeared. Yeah, it says, The main attractions and restaurants have been stalled more than a year. Most, including venues by well-regarded food entrepreneur Leonard Chan, are dealing with delays tied to construction challenges with Arctic, which faces a year-end budget shortfall of $1.9 million. City officials say the unique structure was designed to accommodate a handful of generic food spaces. The layouts did not account for the type of restaurants that would occupy each space. In the case of Chan, he's squeezing three food facilities and a barber shop, because you know what, I love eating and having hair on the crown, into one 4,200-square-foot space. His restaurants and the Oyster Bar, both on the second floor, have been delayed. I think... I think the barber chair is already there. Okay. It's just sitting in this empty, okay. empty building. Have been delayed in part because the spaces were built without cooking ventilation systems. <laughs> Load-bearing engineering <laughs> issues also have played Chance perform proposed development small batch brewery. I don't think they were expecting that kind of weight load, uh, said Chan, whose Orange County restaurants include The Hatch, The Iron Press, The Blind Rabbit, Shuck Oyster Bar and the newly opened Kiyomizu 
handroll shop in downtown Santa Ana. And in a personal story, I've never heard of any of those restaurants. I'm not saying they're not amazing. <laughs> Obviously, this guy's got a boatload of money if he's putting restaurants all over the OC. Uh, Tom Morton, executive director, convention, sports, and entertainment for the city of Anaheim, said opening restaurants at Arctic has taken longer than expected. While Arctic was built to house restaurants, it's not a shopping center with quick-turn restaurant spaces, he said in a statement. That has meant added time for the city and restaurant operators to address some of the back-of-the-house infrastructure needs and added time for design for the restaurants. Set to open in July, the Oyster Bar was initially going to be Ritter's, a popular steam kettle restaurant in Huntington Beach in Santa Ana, but the owner changed the restaurant's name this month. Instead of sticking with the better-known Ritter's brand, he is launching a new concept that will feature a large raw oyster bar and Cajun and Creole cooking. It's unclear why his business partner at Ritter's, Chef Michael Ritter, is no longer part of the Arctic location. Uh, and then the, it's more about the Ritter. We don't need to talk about that. Um, okay. So steam kettle cooking is basically um, food that's somewhat pressure cooked in broths and stuff. A lot of, Their menu is, is stock full of a lot of jambalayas and, um, and like pressure cooked chickens and okay. stuff like that, where they basically infuse the flavor into, into the foods through, um, through the broth. Okay. So that is steam, steam kettle cooking. Well, it looks delicious. I tell you, I'm looking at this thing going. So when Arctic opened, city officials projected a daily ridership of 10,000. Who wants to make a guess what it <laughs> typical weekday of it, of, uh, riders is? It's actually more than I thought. Anyone? Four. Mary Jo. Oh, yeah, you thought you, you said you meant four thousand, right? Yeah, that's what he said. Tom four thousand, not just four. Um, Tom and his three friends. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say. Well, um, I'll say six. Nancy. Uh, I'm still reading about. Okay, twenty. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess not as many as they. Two thousand four hundred. Holy, holy, yeah, cow. that's a little less. Um, ridership jumps to thirty nine hundred during concert and sporting events. Rasmussen, whose original, yeah, I know that's seven, that's 20. That's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. Uh, Rasmussen, whose original coffee shop is in Tustin, said he's going to have to do more strategic marketing to make up for the lower than expected visitors coming to the cafe. One idea, he wants to offer delivery service to the local offices in the area. A bus service to and from Mexico, did you know that was added in January, yeah, accounting for about 400 more daily users. As a result of families buying food supplies for the long journey, Mission Market has seen sales increase 35%, and the shop is now profitable. Well, yeah, because they charge, like, $50 for a, uh, yeah. for a package of Pop-Tarts. I mean. Okay, so the city is covering the Transit Hub's $1.9 million shortfall with transportation funds from the Anaheim Tourism Improvement District, which has generated $15.8 million this year. And it gets its revenues from hotels... Oh, a portion of revenue from hotels to be spent on projects in the Anaheim Resort. This is the second consecutive year. The city has tapped the improvement district to cover Arctic's deficits. To close the gap in the future, Leister said, it is looking at various options, including managing costs at the depot and, in quotes, generating more revenue through events, filming, and leases. I still never understood why they built that thing to begin with, other than it's pretty. Well, I mean, they needed a new station because the yeah. old station at the stadium was... Maybe they're building for the future. I, I'm just... What, what's interesting is they've they've 
packed that place full of options. I mean, Amtrak goes there. Metrolink. Art goes there. Greyhound is there. Uh, Megabus is there. The, the, the Mexican uh, bus station, bus line is there. So I don't know what else they could add that they could get the numbers up. Or, I mean, and you've got to remember Orange County is like the most, the epitome of a bread bedroom community where everybody's just living in houses and driving cars. So I just don't, that's what I don't understand. And it's also not that people aren't using the train because the trains are fairly busy. Um, when I get on the train there, but a lot of it is people getting on in San Diego and then going to L.A. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I don't understand. I just don't understand. I, I don't know how they could, how they could pick up, pick, pick, triple their, or quadruple their ridership. Well, and it doesn't matter if they're riders that aren't going to spend any money. Right. And you have to think too. I know I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I'm I'm not going to go there and have a sit down meal before I get on my. No, and also it sounds like they're putting some higher end restaurants there. And if I'm always riding public transit, that means I have to watch my dollars. Right. So why am I going to go there and give me give me a Wetzel's pretzels? Yes. Don't give me a micro uh, a a millennial brew pub because I'm not. Okay, here's something to think about. It's right next to Angel Stadium. Yes, that's why I don't understand they don't promote. Okay, maybe that's what they're trying to do is to also tap into the Angels fan base. People who are going to arrive early for the game, park for the game, but don't necessarily want to pay for ballpark food. Well, what they need to do is allow parking there for the game. And they need to be like, if you have a ticket, it's 20%, like 10, 15. And then people will start knowing, and then those season ticket holders that always go. Will... And same with the, with the pond. Yeah, definitely. That's what they need to do. Because, you know, it's funny you say that, is when um, Andrew and I, we went to one of the Ducks playoff games a couple months, like a couple months ago, and everybody was going to that McCormick and Schmicks right across the street from the pond, and I never once did it cross my mind to go to Arctic to eat or anything. So right. they need to... They need to advertise it, do some some better promotions it's be, with it. It's got to be a destination restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I totally now want to go to this Ritter's place, the more I'm reading. I was totally <laughs> wrong. So it's not like using steam pressure. The whole stove system is completely different. It is steam run through pipes into these kettles. So your cook pot and your sink is effectively the same thing. You wash you, it. You can literally, the kettle doesn't It's move. like the Kramer episode you when he was cook cooking it. in the shower. You cook in it, and when you're finished cooking the food... It just, you can drain it out and wash it, rinse it, boom, done. You're ready for the next order. You can do six orders at a time. They have 12 of them at one of their restaurants lined up. That's exciting if I was buying it off the television, but I don't see why that's going to make the food taste any better. No, they have like people, they have like um, seats where you can watch. You, you can eat at the counter and watch the fun. cooking. Okay, all I'm saying I'm is... Getting exhibition kitchens this sounds ex- Okay, I'm going to be a total stick in the mud. This sounds like it's going to be really exciting for a couple of years, and then it's going to be gone. And then the new trend will happen, but apparently it's a very economic way of cooking, too, so... Uh, the, the economics, you know, the cost per... Okay, okay then I got it, Tom. Tom, if it's about the economics, what we're going to do is, in Arctic, we're going to just... 
we'll valet park people's cars, then we'll keep the engine running, and we'll do all of our exhibition kitchens just on their their running engines. Because think about it, it's 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 where we're not even having to build anything, and we'll put like fish and stuff. Didn't and, Alton Brown yeah, do exactly, that? That's and, it. Like did his like road trip it's across? Going to be country. my new Arctic. I, he cooked on his motorcycle. Uh, he he cooked something on his motorcycle. Exactly. While he was yeah, running. they don't. I don't need to worry about ventilation in Arctic. I'm outside. <laughs> anyway, I just I thought it was interesting. I thought it sounded like an interesting concept. I think they're going to try be aiming to to try and get the <coughs> angels, folks. I think they're trying to get families that are willing to take the Arctic, or people who are willing to take the Arctic for you know maybe train travel down the state. You know, people who might get to the get to the train station early, like they're trying to get to the airport early. Now, mm-hmm. maybe they're looking at that market. You know, not the daily commuters, but the people who are trying to travel to the um, Anaheim Buena Park area for vacation. See, so maybe they're trying to increase. You know, light rail is event or the 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 um, high speed rail is eventually going to come. No. So, and isn't that going to go through? Um, isn't that going to go through the Arctic as well? That I don't know. Because I would think that it is. I mean, it would make sense if you're trying to go from San Francisco all the way down to the L.A. Anaheim area. Yeah, you'd think it would just end at at um, Union Station, though. Well, you would think, but who knows? Right. I mean, we don't know what they've got planned. Yeah. In well, the of course, if it's I don't think they know what they have planned. Yeah, no, I know. Unless unless they're going down just all the way to San Diego, then they would probably go through Orange County. You're right. All right, food, glorious food. <laughs> oh, so much that that's hurts. the news. I, no, I didn't mean to like disparage your idea, Nancy. Like I'm interested. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm totally okay. interested just... in seeing that restaurant once. But I just think I yeah. just to me it sounds like a like a faddish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to say y'all forgot, like, a, a highly critical, close to Michael's heart news story. That, you know, because we've used it in the opening oh. when we talked to our Mixlerites. You know, the, you know, the whole, you know, we see this person and this person. We look through our little magic mirror. Um, Miss Marianne from Romper Room passed away. Oh, This week. She was 82. She lived in, um, she lived in Hacienda Heights. And romper, stomper, bumper, boo. There we go. Sniff, sniff. I'm sorry. Michael wasn't here for that one. <laughs> I remember Miss Mary. So that's the news. <laughs> Thank you, <Tony. laughs> Nice. All right. Uh, time for rapid fire. I will go first because oh. I can. I was going to say, what? you can make me go. Since we're talking food, you could let me go first. Nope, sorry. For a change. You never let me go first. That's well, true. that's because he's Tom. Because I can. All right, so we, we, <laughs> I'm sticking my tongue out at you. We've, you talked, about, we, we've talked about the, the old Ramada Inn at the park. That's now the Grand Legacy at the park, right? Is that Am I getting the names right, Mary Jo? Mary Jo? Isn't it Majesty? No, 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 no. The Grand Legacy, the one that's right there across from Disneyland. They built the new tower that, that butts against Harbor Boulevard. I haven't driven down there to check on those hotels lately, oh so I'll take your word for okay, it. Okay, cool. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> when we, we were down there last weekend, we you know we were looking at it, 
and they've got these, you know, these lights that flash against the side of the, the, the hotel. And they were looking on the top and there's a plexiglass, um, fence around the top of the, of the, on the rooftop. And then we're looking closer and there's like, um, umbrellas, like what is the pool up there? So we find I finally figure out what's going on, and there's a pl- location called the Fifth at Grand at the Grand Legacy. It's going to be Anaheim's only rooftop bar. Oh wow! And it celebrates wow. the grand opening this week. It open uh, the grand op- like the media grand opening is on Tuesday. It's going to feature. There's going to be food there, artisan artisan dishes of food, craft beer, cocktails, and of course an awesome fireworks view. So that's, that's going to be, gonna be cool. popular. Yeah. So I, I, this is again, not a good neighbor hotel yet. Um, so, but I think I might want to, I think I'm going to stay there just so I can visit the, and I, and I'm, and I'm assuming you can go to the, to the lounge, even if you're not a guest. So we're going to have to check that out. All right. That was my rapid fire. Okay. Uh, Nancy, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so since we were all frozen this weekend, with the you know, taking me to see this, they made an announcement which we they didn't really fully ma- expected. They didn't to really make an announcement. They just put okay. it up on their website. Okay, well, we fully expected this kind of thing to happen because everybody has to milk it. So there are some new experiences you can purchase. Ooh, Ooh so we've got three things that they're going to try and sell you, <laughs> and to quote unquote, <laughs> like don't let this yeah. opportunity melt away, as the Disney Parks blog so so tongue in cheekly says to us. Um, there is a frozen themed reception, mm-hmm. so to speak. Pre-show. Pre-show reception. There is a frozen show pre frozen show frozen pre-show plus lunch package mm-hmm. and there is a frozen signature dining and behind the scenes package Ooh. so three new options from as low as <laughs> 49 per person plus tax for the pre-show opportunity to let's talk about him 299 plus tax and gratuity you don't have that gratuity in your pre-show option um, for your signature dining package. So let's break these suckers down and see what you got. So for the pre-show one-of-a-kind gathering at stage 17, which of course has been transformed into a charming castle courtyard. In other words, they never fixed it up after, after the, the snow, uh, after the frozen fiesta. Um, <laughs> frozen fiesta? What else are you going to call it? It was a fiesta of was, opportunity to was, play in the snow. It was Olaf's Snowfest or something. I know it was Olaf's Snowfest, and I couldn't remember it, so there you go. Um, anyway, so you will you will wander around the area, and it literally says wander around on the Disney Parks blog. You, can't in stand in, you, you may not space. stand in one place. Wandering around in the sprawling space. Yes, they said that, too. You get a shave ice treat, a beverage sec station with selections of beer, wine, and non-alcoholics. Now, I I read that, and I still am not sure if that's an opportunity Open. to buy beverages. Yes, or, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But you get a shave ice treat. 
Um, you get three photo op locations that grant you the chance to seemingly step into the wintry world of Arendelle. Which means, are they going to use the technology they've been using all over the park for the photo pass things? Um, a gallery of original art designs that were used to create Frozen Live at the Hyperion. And a magical snow moment in which a royal announcement invites you to join in a magic spell to summon Elsa's ice powers. When it winds down, you'll be whisked off to the Hyperion and you will land in your coveted priority seats. All for the low, low price of $49 per person plus tax. And use the check availability tool to book online. <laughs> and you should know before you go that cancellation must occur at least 24 hours prior or you get screwed for the whole price. <laughs> or at least a partial. Is that in writing? Um, yes. <laughs> you check in, uh, check in beginning 1.5 hours prior to the select shows, which I'm sure they're going to tell you which is which. Um, pass holder discounts are not available, and you will be taken to your seats just before the show starts, so you're not gonna, you know, basically you have a little more time to potty before everyone else does. So you don't um, have to use the yellow snowflake. That's <laughs> exactly right. And, of course, space is limited. So now, going from that, we add on our pre-show lunch package... And our pre-show lunch package, which they are calling a melt-in-your-mouth experience. Of course they are. Um, 99 for adults, 79 for kids. Yep. And you go to the Carthay. Mm -hmm. You, When you're seated, you will get your um, starter duo of soup and salad. Then you will choose between four main dishes, such as chilled red shrimp with coconut lime mousse, avocado and mango vinaigrette, grilled tri-tip Angus with point-raised blue cheese risotto, menu, spinach and wild mushrooms. Menu subject to change. Menu subject to change, of course. Um, and then they have a special kids menu, which includes soup or salad, and a splendid selection of Mickey Check meals like mini crispy tacos and soba noodle bowl. So they're regular, so they're regular menu. likes to make it yeah, healthy. So they're regular menu. Yep. And then dessert. likes to make it healthy. And dessert. Um, then you're going to do this approximately 1.5 hours before the performance. Then you'll check in at the stage 17. So you... you oh, you'll, I'm sorry. Way before you need that. to You need to do that before you go hour and a half ahead yeah. of time. And it's 79 per child, age 3 to 9, plus taxes and gratuities. You have to do it through... Um, d through uh, 714781 dine um, between nine, 8 and 9. Same like little descriptors. Okay. And then let's talk so about you get, this. You get the lunch, then you get to do the whole hour and a half of the pre-show. Yep. Pre For an additional 50 bucks is lunch. And then you get the seating, the priority seating. Yeah. Additional 50 bucks for adults, additional 30 bucks for kids. Yep. Um, so then, okay, so your frozen signature dining and behind-the-scenes package. The ultimate VIP adventure! Ooh. Okay. Or you could just so, watch Mary Jo's videos. Yes. So you start off with the fun-filled <laughs> pre-show gathering at stage 17. Fun-filled in there. And you'll have a chance to choose between two pre-show gathering times. Um, so you have a choice of two of which you can go to and do the whole pre-show thing. Then you'll go over to the Hyperion, do your seat. Once your mesmerizing musical comes to an end, 
you'll go behind the scenes, um, behind the curtain to um, look at the costumes and get your photo taken on the performance stage. Then you get to go to your four-course dinner at the Carthay Circle. Um, and then you get uh, the show-stopping dessert. Oh, let's not forget the show-stopping desserts. Olaf's Summer Dream Vacation. Mm. What the heck? That's the name of a dessert? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we know what that dessert no. is? Okay. It's, it's probably shave ice. Now, you get a, it looks like you get a, a few better dinner choices. A little more. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you, the point raised, you can't beat the point raised. And it's, it's four-course, so I don't know. What do you get? Instead of a soup and salad combo, you get a soup and a salad, or I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, an appetizer and a salad, yeah, or maybe, maybe it's you know something like that. Carrot sticks. Okay, now here, <coughs> here you must cancel at least seventy two hours prior wow. to the reservation to avoid forfeiture of the entire package price. Wow. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So the lunch, you only get a portion taken away as forfeiture price. Or wait a minute. Hang on, let me just double check that real fast. Oh, um, okay. The lunch cancellation is 24 hours in advance to avoid a $10 per person cancellation. So their regular fee. policy. Their regular policy. However, dinner, ooh, you get that entire sucker burned. So don't cancel, basically. Yeah, e even if you have to go to the hospital, the, don't and, cancel. So, and then the, the, $49 one, you just have to pay it in advance, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, hang on, let me just double check. No, you still get a um, cancellation. You can cancel it, but... Avoids the full amount per package per But I think, you have, I think you have to pay that one in advance. It's like... A, yes, you do. Yeah. The, the, yeah, you have to pay that full payment to your time of The booking. dining ones, no, but that one you do. Uh, want to make a bet? Nope. Dining... Full payment is due at time of booking. Interesting. Okay. So how do you add... Is you... is the... For the dinner package. The lunch package, however, is credit card guarantee. Okay. Which is interesting because so how, how you... is it credit card guarantee when it's... When they make you pay the full price for that pre-show experience? Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, how do you... How do you... What if you wanted to add a glass of wine or something like that, you know? Well, they'll just charge extra. Yeah. They're happy to charge extra. Well, I'm sure, but if I'm already paid and my, my bill has been settled, it's like, why would I want to add? Because some people like to oh, add okay. things. All right. Just saying, yeah, how many times have you told people, no matter what, with the World of Color get Dining the, Package, the, always get, get the, the side dish Yeah, but you're not, you're not paying in advance for the World of Color Dining Package. Still, Ooh, you yeah. always tell them, pay extra for the biscuits. So yeah. why wouldn't you tell them to pay extra for the biscuits on know. this one? Maybe the biscuits come with it. All Maybe right. that's one of the four courses. <laughs> Mary Jo, Just save me. <laughs> well, there's no saving. <laughs> the The big celebration for Disney's birthday was the 60th. We know that. So this coming July 17th for Disneyland's 61st birthday, we have another opportunity to have some fun in a Disney way. But it's not at the Disneyland Resort. This is something being put on by Bob Gurr. For those of you who don't know who Bob Gurr is, he is the Imagineer who's responsible for many of the vehicles at Disneyland, including the monorail, the doom buggies, the Main Street vehicles, especially the fire engine, which was his idea to put on. And that damn Matterhorn. Why do you say that? I love the Matterhorn. <laughs> 
I mean, the, cushy, the cushions work a little bit better, but not much. Yeah, but they work for My me. My back hurts. <laughs> but let's go on to this. So what's happening yes. is on July 17th, which is a Sunday this year, Bob Gurr is going to be leading the Disney History Trail Bus Tour. The bus tour begins at Griffith Park LA Zoo parking lot. That's where we would be meeting. Um, and I say we because I already bought my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and so did my friend Leslie. And so, um, so, and my friend Brenda. And so the tour goes from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. They ask that you get there by 9.30 a.m. And the different places that we're going to see on the tour, led by Bob, are going to be the Walt and Roy's Homes on Lyric Avenue. We're going to actually stop and walk around there while he tells us about them. The Hyperion Studios site, we're going to stop there and walk around. We're going to drive by the Hyperion Studios bungalows. And then there's a mystery stop. It's an urban legend site, but he cool. won't tell us what it is until we actually go on the tour. Also going to stop at the Griffith Park Merry-Go-Round, um, which, as many of us know, if not everybody, that that is the place where Walt Disney got the inspiration for Disneyland. We're and gonna... Bob actually helps repair it too. I can see he's that a, he's on he's on the the he was on the restoration committee to repair it and restore it when uh, when it went into disrepair and the guy who used to run E Ticket um, Leon Jansen who used to run E Ticket magazine he and his wife bought the carousel or I should say his wife bought the carousel and they all restored it together and it was really cool and they actually did a fantastic job I I wrote yes. on it with his Zanolas. Um, and it goes kind of fast for a carousel. It's zippy. Yeah. There's nothing more fun than watching Bob Gurr in a pair of short shorts riding that thing, like, you know, and hanging off a seat. Thanks it's for really the visual. <laughs> <laughs> we're also going to be going to Walt Disney's Barn Museum. We're actually going to go, we're going to stop there and go inside the Walt Disney Barn. We're going to go to MAPO, M-A-P-O. Which I'm mm -hmm. sure stands. What is it, Nancy? Mary Poppins. It, it Mapo was the code for Mary Poppins, and okay. it's a. It was a division of Wed. Okay, so we're going to stop there and walk around. We're going to go to WDI, which is Walt Disney Imagineering 1401. We're going to stop and walk around there. We're going to go to the Grand Central Air Terminal, uh, DreamWorks, ABC TV. We're just going to drive past DreamWorks and the ABC they're TV. They're all right across the street from Central yeah, Creek. They're all right around there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to drive past the WDI Research and Development, so he could tell us a bit mm -hmm. about that. And we're going to stop at the Walt Disney Studios. I don't know that we're going to go into the studios. He says that with the exception of the Walt Disney Barn, the tour doesn't grant access into any of the buildings or gated areas. So I believe we'll probably just stop outside the studios, and he'll point out and tell us some of the um, cool things there. So the price is $89 per person. Does include lunch, um, and I don't know where we'll be eating, but you can order your lunch when you purchase your ticket. So I cool. sent the link to this to Tom so he could include it in the show notes, and it looks like a really fun tour, especially with Bob Gurr. I mean, he's a he's a Disney legend, and mm -hmm. so the opportunity to hang out with him for the day as he tells us about his input and some of the things behind the scenes um, notes uh, for it. Is to me is just a, a super cool opportunity that we get to take with him. So, hoping that some of you can join us when we go. Very cool. All right, uh, Tony. Mm -hmm. Well, my rapid fire is very rapid, and so Patina Group, and it's so rapid because you guys got to hurry up and do this for the end of the month. So, if you're listening, that's why you have to listen every week. But if you go, 
you if you go to any of the patina group restaurants you can get a special offer from now you have to buy the gift card between now and the end of the month but you can use it between now and the end of august and what it is is for every hundred dollar gift card you purchase now through the end of the month because i'm going to keep saying end of the month because my new favorite phrase phrase you will receive a twenty dollar bonus gift card and they're redeemable from the date of purchase until the end of august uh, it says they can't com- combine with any other offer, promotion, or discount. However, if it's a gift card, you get the ten- you and you pay your bill with a gift card. You get the ten percent plus the gift card, which you're technically getting another twenty percent. That's a thirty percent discount. So that includes Catal, Uva Bar and Cafe, Naples, Napolini, and the Taqueria and Tortilla Joe's. So I think it's actually, if you've been on the fence, thirty percent works for me. Sounds good. I wonder if you could buy brunch with that. I know. <laughs> I want to hear all about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Very cool. Thank you, Tony. Um, all right. That is going to do it for this week. Um, for those of you listening live, stay tuned for our review of Tortilla Joe's Brunch. Otherwise, that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.